underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 302. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Mm. The Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Congratulations, Ryan. And my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Bra- that was a good one. That was good. That one. was pretty You've good. You've been phoning him in for party. a while. No, you guys get the real deal. That you, you got a haircut. You look so handsome. Thanks. No yeah. one can hear that. No one can hear the haircut? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not how radio works. Nope, no. But you do look good. Thanks. Yeah, you do. Watch podcasts beyond us. videos the rest of the week. And you'll see them. That's you'll right. see them out there. Uh, you hinted at the one of the biggest news stories of the day. Feel far. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'm feeling good today. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb. Uh-huh. Where does Ryan Clements work now? At the PlayStation blog. Congratulations, Clement. Yeah. That is awesome. Stop is being really a cool. deadbeat husband. Finally got a job. <laughs> Fucking sell out. <laughs> right? That was a good... He was like, hey, I'm married. I'm going to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> Day one. Put a <laughs> ring on it. Forget it. This you're, teacher's you're... salary will carry me. <laughs> you're sailing this salary. ship for two. Uh, and then as we talked about on Podcast Beyond, congratulations, Shuhei Yoshida. IGN is happy to be the farm league of the PlayStation community. Yeah. We were talking about this yesterday. Of the eight like regular recurring members, five of them now have worked at Sony. And the, the other three are the three of us. Yes. Well, congratulations to all of them. That was good. Except Sam Bishop. I don't congratulate him. No, no, Sam Bishop. No, no, no. No, no, no. How's everybody doing? What's the week like, huh? Good. It's great. Yeah? I really like it so far. We saw a homeless guy yelling at some lady yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Was she homeless yeah. too? Or was no, she, she was nice. She was nice. She, she looked nice. nice. Yeah. Sweet. Pale, like a college skinny, girl. redhead woman walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. And this guy who was out to prove that crack still works. <laughs> Ran up to her out of nowhere and was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, shaking really... his fist. He's like, I'll fucking kill you, bitch. Do you defend her? Yeah. No. And he I, asked if she was okay. I was like, Are you okay? Yeah. And she was so flustered that she didn't even notice that yeah. I was. She was like, she Oh, immediately God. maced you. <laughs> Brian, Brian was a was a really nice guy. He he stopped listening to me and Marty. No, yap that was. About I mean, bullshit. that's mm. like the the that that was barely anything. I was just True. like, Yeah, are you all right? And I went to get coffee. <laughs> I mean, I was, went to get your iced coffee. It was very half, very half-hearted. True. So, yeah, has her again. All right, bye, bye. She wasn't bleeding. No taxation. Outside. How you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> feeling good. I'm feeling good. You declared that it's a Vita Renaissance right before we came. In I the know it's a Vita right? Renaissance. You got Dragon's Crown and Pixel Junk Pixel Monsters. Junk Monsters. <laughs> we have codes for that. They work. Ooh. Good time uh, to be no, alive. Vita's doing good. And we just published our Velocity Ultra review. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. What did that get? 8.6 nice mm. uh, was like, um, I don't have time I don't have time to review many of these games anymore so yeah that happens we have our trusted freelancers do them but uh, yeah I think Vita's uh, you know Vita's certainly not selling well but people that have Vita's are enjoying them I assume yeah um, I've been playing Hotline Miami getting those A plus uh, man that shit's hard yeah, it yeah. is I have uh, six of them now it's uh, no, I you have only need 13 for the trophies so. oh really yeah so any the, 13. The epilogue doesn't count, and I don't think the intro counts. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I was saying that if that game had been on Vita last year, it probably would have won Game of the Year for me, or been very close. I think I would have I mean, edged out Journey for me. Cause I, oh, I, wow. Wow. Yeah. I <laughs> love Hot No, I mean, I was trying. It's like, so good. It's a shame that, uh, that PC gaming can be a pain for a lot of people. Because I, I had a bunch of trouble with it, too, oh, getting drivers. a 360 controller to work and stuff. But yeah. once I did... God, I loved that game last year. People said that to me. They were like, you know, you could just plug in a 360 controller. And I was like, you would think it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. But it was not. It was like, update the WASD patch. And I was like, can't do nope, that. Nope, don't want to yeah, do it. I don't even know what Life that means. Life is short. <laughs> no. the, the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little annoying. Like, I was playing Mega Man Unlimited, which is like that fan-made game that was made after Mega Man 9. Never came out. It was supposed to be Mega Man 10. 
Like it's a, it's a, anyway, it's a very it's a very cool, much better than Street Fighter Cross Mega Man game, and I want to do something on it if I have any time. But uh, I can't use the 360's bulky ass bullshit D pad, so I had to like download all of this shit to make my PS3 controller work on the. Mm-hmm. It's just too hard, you know. PC gaming is just too hard. But, well, that, but with that said, this weekend I played Civilization Five for like 15 hours. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that game is like crack cocaine for me, mm-hmm. and it was when it came out, and I stopped playing it specifically so I would not play it anymore, like, and maybe try other things in my life. Was it on uh, sale on Steam this weekend or something? Because everyone was playing it. Like, no, I just, Greg, about it. I just tw- texted Greg this weekend when he was at Comic-Con. I'm like, hey, do you have, do you have Civ Five on your computer? Because I have it on my laptop, and my laptop, like, chugs. Uh, and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm just going to play that all fucking weekend. The text message report I got from Christine was, I'm like, how are things going? She's like, oh, everything's well, fine, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, Colin and I haven't moved much. <laughs> One end of the hall is anchored by her and her Guild Wars. The other end of the hall is anchored by you and Civ Five. Yeah. Awesome. Playing it on a giant Last of Us Survival yeah, Edition. Yeah, I have a whole Last of Us Survival Edition box with just a mouse on top of it on the couch. Because <laughs> I'm playing it on TV or whatever. That game is just too good. Mm, like, Civ mm. Five is too good and too up my alley. i got to walk away from it again. Um, unless I have trophies, then maybe i go back to it. Anyway, otherwise I'm fine. Oh, we got good news today. We got a bunch of really cool exclusives coming up. Yeah, I'm gonna be traveling next week. It looks like so. My friend, my oh. friend, you. I'm gonna be traveling, traveling next week too. Oh, where are you going? I'm not allowed to say. Mm. Oh, he's not allowed to say either. No, I can't. I'll oh. be going to VidCon at the end of the week. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, by the time next week's podcast happens, I'll be able to say where I was, or I won't be here. People will be able to say where I was. Mm. No one will yeah. be talking about where you were next week on this podcast. Everyone's gonna be talking. about I think about they it. might be. <laughs> Are you going to be here Tuesday? I don't know yet. Oh, man. I mean, I'll be here Tuesday. Um, All right, you and so, me. Fireside well, chats. Ryan and Greg. I'll be back Wednesday. We could do it Wednesday. Nope. Tuesday is when Podcast Beyond goes up. We can talk about the dark Except secrets for when it up at noon. We're not doing that anymore. We're always Tuesday now. Really? Brat, brat. Yep. Yeah, I think we should. We're <laughs> always Tuesday. <laughs> We're always Tuesday. I'm still, brat, brat. I'm still <laughs> working the kinks out. But in a perfect world, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Podcast Beyond would post on IGN.com. We're still working the kinks out 302 episodes into the show. All right, yes. well. I think, I think I'm getting into a groove with my new responsibilities where I can make this happen. Okay, that's, that's my point. That's the plan. I don't even know what you do anymore. You do all really. sorts of shit all, all the time, but I have no idea what you're doing. Like, I don't I, I mean, see you anymore. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I miss you. I miss, I miss you, Tim. I always just assume you're, you're somehow plotting your exit. Yes, like, I'm always, you're like, you're, always making my go. I'm stitching my golden parachute up, somewhere. You're gonna stand up one day and be like, "Oh, I'm doing a movie with Samuel L. Jackson." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it for years. I didn't want to say anything, but goodbye. we've been shooting it in my free time and lunch breaks. <laughs> Gotta go. It's finally by Wing Wings. What would that movie be called? Samuel L. Jackson and Greg. I mean, that, that's not the title I'm asking. Too fat, what? too black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I, <laughs> we'll leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin Podcast Beyond with what is <laughs> and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. There are 13 items on the list this A week. baker's dozen. It's a, a baker meaty, it's a meaty, long Ooh. Roper Report's got a lot of girth. Yeah, that's wow. what I like. That's right. A baker's dozen has 13 things in it. Weird, right? Yeah. That's weird. Bakers I don't know how to count. A lot of girth. Bakers don't know how to count. They're expert bakers, which is weird. Yeah. I got six chicken wings all about last measuring night, it. and they gave me seven. What's the word for that? A baker's half Fucking dozen. bonus. That's really good. I like that. Six of one, half dozen of the other. I, think <laughs> <laughs> I went to Wing Wings once, and they gave me nine wings, and I made and instead of ten, and I made a big deal out of it, and the guy gave me a totally free meal. No, that was Wing Stop. Oh, Wing Stop. Don't, wing, no, don't not wing disparage wings. I'm Wing sorry, Wings. No, it was Wing Stop. Wing Wings doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. 
13 <laughs> items. Let's play uh, I Doubt It or I Guarantee Yay! It. Yay! Everybody knows the rules of I Doubt It or I Guarantee It. Colin will read the Roper Report, which is always too long. And I'll say, <laughs> I guarantee it, if it's a, after the men's warehouse guy who d- now died. Uh, he's I'll, alive. He's oh, unemployed. unemployed. No, unemployed. I, yeah, well, yeah. he might as well be dead. Is he dead? No, he's, he's he got, no, fired. He got fired. He got fired, yeah. yeah. They, uh, oh, really? Yeah. He's the yeah. founder of the company, and the board threw him out. Wow. Much I, they jobs. emailed me the other day, and they were like, hey, uh, cool ways to stay to beat the heat. I was like, I'm not reading that. You guys sell fucking suits. <laughs> suits made of air. I guarantee it if I think it should and be I on the Roper Report. Fans, I right. doubt it after Bob's discount furniture. Did I'll, you see I'll the picture someone took? Of, <laughs> yeah, man, almost truck. got in a car yeah. accident yeah. to pull yeah. over. And yeah, get someone, it. someone tweeted us a picture of Bob's discount furniture, like, 18-wheeler on the road, in which he said he, <laughs> and which he said he almost got into an accident when he was taking the it, picture. <laughs> it, like, it blows my mind that your bounty, that no one has taken you up and found a video of him saying, I doubt yeah, it. That bounty's old. I should that probably re- reinvigorate it. Yes. There's $100 out of Colin Moriarty's pocket. If you can find and, and deliver to us a video, a, an old commercial of Bob's Discount Furniture, where he says, I doubt it. So let's be very fucking clear. Because like, last I time we did it. this, last time we yeah. did this, y'all sent Bob's Discount Furniture commercials. Where he yeah, didn't you, say where, it. No, yeah. we need Watch him to say, I doubt No, I know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> yeah, like so. there are Bob's Discount Furniture commercials. Like one guy put a commercial just on Bob's Discount Furniture commercial on YouTube, which ended up getting like thousands of views and people just spammed in the, in the comments, comments beyond. And then the guy that put the video was like, what is beyond? <laughs> <laughs> and why are like 10,000 people watching this old <laughs> furniture commercial? <laughs> you must really love discount furniture. If you find it, tweet it at us. At no taxation, at game over. Yeah, the you. first person to, to fulfill the bounty gets the money. Everyone else, and this bounty's only do it through Twitter. Don't yeah. don't I, do it I beyond really, the IGN.com. Aside from the bounty, aside from the inside jokes and everything, it's just like I remember that commercial from you, my childhood. Yeah, you, so, yeah, you, yeah, you. I doubt it. Like with his with his, with his his wife would be like, "Can you find a three piece oh, sectional and love seat anywhere else and, for this and, cheap?" And he's like, "I doubt it." Their commercials even today are so like low budget and terrible. Yeah. They they use like these lame effects. He's like. Man, I wish I had a nicer mattress. And then it's like this like hard cut, and they're like three inches to the left of where they were before. And there's like a nicer mattress. And they're like, wow. I love how much was this? Every time I'm back in New Jersey, I, I sit and watch TV for hours just to hopefully see garbage like that. <laughs> you got all you have to do is like watch daytime for TV. That's yeah. right. The that's general. Right. The general. Well, you know, I was telling. We talked about the general the when we general, were home that yeah. one day off of work, and oh, I, yeah. I told you about Eagle Man in Chicago. Yeah, Eagle Man. I don't know that one. Oh no, Eagle Man. <laughs> <laughs> eagle man was flying in just a dude in an eagle suit. Oh, They're God. so good. Yeah, the general's a good one. The general one. totally the, ripped off the, the Daily Show logo. Like, it's got the... Yeah. Like, yep. It's, it's so also bad. terrifying. I, I find the general very disturbing. Yeah, he is He is weird. And what's the what's the other one? Oh, uh, Empire Today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 805-88. And the little cat jumps on the couch. That was a big deal, too, because they were a Chicagoland company. And so forever, it wasn't 800. It was the area code for Chicago. Right. 588 which you can Empire, Empire today. today. <laughs> All right, enough free advertising. <laughs> Number one. The best is that we tried to put a real ad on the show last week, and we're like, well, we don't have the audio for the ads. We can't do it. Sorry, sales. <laughs> and here we are just like, wah, wah, wah. Here's all these things we Spend like. The first, like way we got a huge stuff. buy-in from Bob's Discount <laughs> If he knew that how much we loved Bob's Discount Furniture, they'd, they'd Yeah, we get a, a free podcast. sectional for the office. Number one. Rockstar has renewed trademarks associated with its long-dormant assumed canceled PlayStation 3 exclusive agent. What? The, trademark re- the trademarks renewed specifically refer to the name of the game as well as its logo. Rockstar and Sony initially revealed Agent at E3 in 2009, and we've heard very little about it since. I think in 2011 they said that it was still in development. I think that was just officially the last time they ever commented on it. I, I still think the game is probably not going to come out. I think it's just them protecting so, their trademarks. Mm, I agree. Interesting. How awesome would it be if it didn't? I mean, if it, it would comes be out, awesome, but I don't know who the hell's working on it or where, where it is yeah. and how it's never leaked or anything like There's that. There's also no way it would still be a Sony exclusive, in my opinion. I, I think they would find a way to make it a multi-platform thing, like in the vein of Final Fantasy yeah. or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. sure. 
So can people stop, money. stop worrying about the agent? Because we get a lot of tweets and a lot of questions about the agent a lot. No, I would keep worrying about it if you want to see it anytime soon. I, I mean, people, stop, whenever something like this, about. whenever uh, something like this services, people um, tend to do stuff on the earnings call or whatever, like ask questions, investors. So there's a, a take two earnings call in like a week. I'm sure it'll come up in the Q&A. It has before. Normally, Strauss Zelnick is like, we have no comment on agent at this time. Is there one guy that's always just like, tell me about agent? Yeah, he's like wearing his agent (laughs) t-shirt. Agentps3.com here. (laughs) Uh, Number two. Insomniac's longtime in-house writer TJ Fixman has officially left the developer. That's I said that weird. To pursue other opportunities, <laughs> Fixman began working with Insomniac seven years ago and wrote nine of the studio's games, including every or including uh, every Ratchet game since Tools of Destruction, Resistance Two, and most recently Fuse. Uh, wow. He's actually moving on because he got an offer. This is the, I don't know if you guys read the blog. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. In in two days, he sold a script to New Line and then got an offer for a feature from Disney. Yeah. It's so he and so and so wow, he's like, why can't I can't so, do this anymore? This has been happening. So <laughs> it, it kind of all snowballed at once, right? Like TJ's awesome. First of all, you should follow him on Twitter. TJ underscore fix. Well, first off, yeah, congratulations, but, uh, TJ. Yeah, I guarantee sure. it. This is him. Um, he he's tried cool. to get into the IGN party at Comic Con. I couldn't do it. But, <laughs> he got uh, all mad at me. He's texting me. You're dead to me. A while back, he had uh, they announced one night on the Hudson, which is um, I forget. It, it's like uh, Charlie Day and a bunch of other really cool people are involved with it. Um, comedy and then yeah, the Ratchet oh, and Clank movie. It was movie. like arrested. Uh, or no, it was like um. What was it? Ghostbusters. No, it was Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. It was like, it was like a space comedy, which like five dudes Pluto are Pluto Nash. Adventures of Pluto Nash. Uh, it was like Fantastic Always Sunny Four. in Space, basically. Fantastic Four. Is it? Like, that's that's what I originally. I think, that, I think that's a different movie. <laughs> no. Okay. I think. I think. But um, I derailed all this. <laughs> so there's nothing. that, and then the Ratchet and Clank movie, and then yeah, now he's writing a, a movie called Gargoyles. I think it is for Disney, and then there's something else. So yeah, I mean that's Based like on the totally animated ridiculous. Series? Uh, maybe. That had like a pretty cult following, didn't it, Gargoyles? Probably. Um, I don't know if it's totally unrelated to that, but I'm going to say yes, it's definitely that. Yeah, so he's still writing uh, and working on Ratchet. And yeah, and Into the Nexus, he said, specifically will be his last game, uh, at least for now. Uh, And then he wrote it in that Insomniac North Carolina has all the stuff they need. And the game is is pretty much an alpha now, so I don't think there's any more. Like, I saw the the full build. I would assume the the writing is but basically done for Yeah, like I saw yeah. a very meaty part of the game on, in a f- full build of the game. So um, I think they're just kind of ironing out the kink. So I think his job's pretty much done at Insomniac. Yeah. Uh, number three, in a conversation with Games Industry International, Ready at Dawn's founder, uh, Ru Wirasuria, I think I'm saying that right, Wow. went off on the used game model and he thinks, uh, used game model that he thinks is injuring both developers and consumers. Uh, quote, I think the problem is right now there are retail outlets that are basically taking – or really taking everyone for a ride. You can't make a living at the expense of everybody else. I love End that quote. story, by the way. He said in part, yeah. Ready about to him, him being at a GameStop and somebody was like, oh, well, we, yeah, here's a new copy. <laughs> you got the wrong guy. He's like, yeah, you got the wrong guy. They, they try to sell him like a game and they, they sealed up the used uh, one and you know, it was like, oh, it's new. And he flipped out. He's like, you don't do that to me. I make games. I love that. That story makes him sound like a 90-year-old man. I'm picturing this high school student crying who works at GameStop. My manager just said He's like, I just (laughs) fucking lost it on him. I went nam on him. Yeah, he... He's an interesting dude. I met him for the first time at E3, um, and I, I interviewed him for a little while. He's he's super into history, so we let we, oh, we there you go. And, 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 and the order is obviously all about history. Um, but uh, and that's Wrong what history. And that's what Red. <laughs> and that's, what Red <laughs> that's what Red. <laughs> all those working blimps on. and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like alter, it's like it's alternate <laughs> weird alternate history yeah. kind of thing. Um, but you can see his full quote and all the context and stuff at Games Industry International. We also have like kind of a distilled version of it on on IGN. Uh, I think he's somewhat right. Though. Like his solution is not to get rid of used games, but to cut into the profits that the, the the stores make and give it to developers, which I think is fine. How do you go about doing that? 
I don't know. You have to figure out a new way, a new way to sell games or a new system in which these games. You know, um, Dave, David Jaffe had a pretty good idea, which was sort of. Do you remember that first? It, it <laughs> was like you, it was like this kind of time locked thing where for two two or three months, like you couldn't sell your game, and then you could, and so basically you had to have it for this amount of time. Mm. Then you mm. could only sell it back for so much. Or I'm paraphrasing. Here, sure, sure, right, right. It, it it was less just like that. What I find disgusting is when you go into a, a GameStop. And you're there to buy a game the day it comes out, and there's a sign yep. underneath that says "Sell this back, you know, tomorrow for forty for, bucks." Yeah, and it's like really like I, maybe just sit with something for a week and see how you feel. Yeah, you there's know? just like, all these conflicting interests, right? But, like, and retail is the least important interest as far as I'm concerned. Sure. And, and the like, and they are like the thing is, is GameStop is going to die. Yeah. Like it's just a matter of like when it's going to well, die, die or how adapt. It's going to die. I mean, they are I don't going... know if it's going to it might adapt into an online only retailer, and which point then it's going to sell codes and all these kinds of things because exactly. yeah, Amazon will put that? them out. There is there is some they're they're going to have to overhaul their business model drastically, but they're they could survive right as at least for a little while. I'm not saying permanently or anything, but I can see them buying themselves a few extra years by being the store where you can go to buy codes and also for selling those codes online. Because the thing is like right now. And this will probably change too, but right now it is kind of difficult to like just like Mitch, for example, needs a needed a Canadian PSN points card because he has a Canadian PSN account and can't use an American PSN code on it. Maybe and she, buying you know. a code mm-hmm. was like near impossible. He had to finally have someone in Canada buy his <clears throat> physical card and mail it to him. Sure, but that's like, that's that's a that's a very specific instance. Like for example, if I wanted to download The Last of Us, I turn on my PS3, I go to the store, I see a big picture that says the last of us 15 minutes later the store would load yes just to be clear so that's i mean their design on there and it's not the best thing in the world um and their search sucks but uh i see a big picture i click it and i'm downloading it with money in my wallet right or i go to gamestop i give them money they give me a points card i go back i scratch it off i get that gross sand shit all over my couch and then i put it into psn and i have to go past the screen that already has the picture of the last of us to redeem code to put it it's like Five extra steps. And there's only so many stupid people that will fall for that before they're like, hey, yeah, I don't I need to go to that store anymore. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. that's true of the everything. Other... Like, I order everything on Amazon now, too. It's like, I'm oh, yeah. like, well, oh, shit, too. I'm out of whatever, and I just have it in my apartment two days later. I know that through my Nintendo platforms, I haven't bought a physical copy of anything in about two years. I download everything. And I have, like, big hard drives and a big memory card and everything like that. Big, big other stuff. Yeah. 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 Damn, you just went out and said it. Big regret. <laughs> the slowest creeping high five ever. People have to understand, too, that... That, like the retail channels, like all Thomas saying, I think he's absolutely right. Is that the Last of Us would actually be much cheaper on PlayStation Network, probably like fifteen dollars cheaper if uh, Sony wasn't concerned with alienating GameStop. That's right. the only reason sure. the prices are the same, yeah. and the only reason why Vita prices are only marginally less on digital than they are at retail because right. they don't want to fuck these guys quite yet. But eventually, they're going to, you know, and right. it's and it's going to happen, and it's inevitable, and but you know, this it's kind he- of it's it's healthy. When, you know what you're talking about is what needs to happen. So sure. Developers make more money, and the concern, of course, being less people would play games if they were if they if they couldn't get them cheaper. And I think that's a bullet they have to bite, right? Like this is what we're talking about with the PlayStation Four. Why I think it'll be more successful than at least right now the Xbox One and strategy, right? The fact that Sony's saying we're going to focus on the core games and we know our core gamer, and we know that audience is smaller, but they we know they'll support us. We right. know that if we give them yeah, what they the want, they'll be there forever. Yeah, exactly. The, the, what, what was it? Ten games sold? Yeah, it's like every... ten. Yeah, ten games per yeah, the attach, attach rate, insane. which is higher. I would say higher than any anything ever yeah, in terms of in terms of video game in terms of video game hardware. And I, you know, I mean, that's actually just proof for that is how incredibly difficult it is to change a game on the Vita. I'm <laughs> guessing most people downloaded most of those things. 
Yeah, yeah they yeah. say almost half of their of their sales are download sales, which is why like MPD numbers are all skewed Arm. and stuff. And why MPD is flawed for that reason and, in general. Yeah, and why games like v, like Vita games are pref- they're you know we, well we know on the record that like you know Drinkbox is a good example. Like they're very happy with the way their games sell on Vita, sure. and, and they're making money on Vita, and they're, and I'm sure their next game will be on Vita. Yeah, and um, you wouldn't see this kind of Guacamelee DLC continuing to come out if that game hadn't performed. Right, well. exactly, and it's you good. also wouldn't see that game selling well in a store. No, yeah. no. Sure, sure, if you walk into a store and you're like, "Hey, it's a cartoon lucha libre wrestler on a platform <laughs> no one owns." Sixty dollars. Call of Duty has dogs. I guess that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, people flipped out at Microsoft for their DRM solution before they reversed their policies, which was sure. can only lend it to one person. It was this big, complicated thing, and obviously that wasn't the specific way to go. But there will be some solution there for reselling digital goods. There has to be, and. GameStop is crazy if they don't have a billion people researching what that solution is because there has to be some kind of way to allow there to be a secondhand market in this industry. And I would imagine that will apply to digital goods in some capacity. Sure. I think the, the, the last thing that's really the holdout for retail is um, collector's editions, box sets, big giant things that entice people to actually make physical purchases these days. But I think even there you can still have like Last of Us, Here's a, it's $100, comes with the code for the game. I don't need the box anymore. I don't care. It's just a paper sleeve. They don't even put manuals in those things anymore. Yep. It's a flimsy plastic box with a paper sleeve. So give me the download code, give me a cool statue for my desk, and then maybe like a map or a poster or something like that. Yeah, or even, like, I mean, we were laughing, uh, the Club Nintendo Award for Platinum this year is a, a physical disc, a Majora's Mask soundtrack. And yeah. it's like, a, a soundtrack a is CD. awesome for some of these games. Like, like mail me, a, email me a download code. You yeah. know, like it's the same thing for special editions. Like, I agree, I'm a big nerd for statues and all that stuff. But at the same time, like you're probably right. They like, I think we will evolve to a point where special editions are can still be a thing that exists. Maybe it's only through the web store or whatever they print mm-hmm. them on demand or something. But you get a statue and then you get codes for everything else. So you get your exclusive DLC and we your figured, game yeah. and your soundtrack all as codes. That yep. pretty much already happens, right? Like Injustice, you know, you got it and you opened it and then there was a code for the right. costume. But there was still a, a disc for sure, the game sure, in there, sure, though. Sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say in the comments of that story about Ready at Dawn was, like, people insist on using that used car analogy. It is the worst... <laughs> The worst analogy. Refresh me on that. Like that, like the, you know. I can like, sell my car back. Yeah, you can sell the- your cars. Car companies don't seem really concerned. Are you kidding me? Car companies were horrified. That's why they all sell used cars now. They, they like, figured out how to get in. Used cars were a big deal in the car industry decades ago. And they, like, started to buy their cars back and sell them again. So, like, you, I have, you have to understand, if you're using that used car analogy, it is literally the worst possible analogy to use to defend the used game. Oh, no, system. it's literally the worst. I could say... You could say hamburger meat. Yeah, exactly. Is, is, a yeah. toilet bowl that Anybody I Anybody dumb enough used. to say that is driving a car. <laughs> That's dangerous. You're an idiot. Get off the road. Go. I just on. like there. Are, I think there are legit analogies about things. Like I think books are actually a, a much better example, or mute, like CDs. Sure. Uh, but like when people are like, you could buy your car. Like they, the car industry was horrified by used cars. Are you kidding me? Like go read about it. Number, number, what you drove it around for ten years and it killed things and covered it in rust. Yeah, bring it on back in. Leave it in the lot. Like we'll be fine. With like that. show me a car dealership that doesn't try to buy your, your like to try to get your car back when you're buying a new car. They want it back so they can sell it again. Yep. And this was something they like the the car dealerships, the car companies themselves got in on. You know, like pre like certified used cars and stuff like that. Like Mercedes is famous for that. Also, used car salesmen sort of became synonymous with some of the worst people on the planet. So <laughs> if you want those guys in the gaming sense peddling your wares to you, no. No thanks. Yeah, everybody really respects the GameStop guy. That's, everybody <laughs> exactly. has a great idea. Every, everybody heard from that story. Everybody has that story of that GameStop guy they hate. Yeah. 
I don't go in. The last time I bought anything at GameStop was when PS3 Slim came out, and I think that's the last time I ever stepped in at GameStop. That's wow. impressive. Yeah, uh, I, I I was on a hiatus for a long, long time because I went in to buy Prince of Persia from a GameStop in college. And it was like the one in town, mm-hmm. and he gave it to me. He's like, "Do you want the strategy guide?" I'm like, "Oh man, I'm good." He goes. Pfft. See you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Never again. I eventually Um, ran into somebody at a bar who worked there. That guy's gone. You should come back. (laughs) Yeah. My last time was uh, with you. It was uh, Amazon doesn't sell Nintendo products, so we pre-ordered our Wii U's in person at GameStop, and that was the last time I was. And I had to go pick it up there too. And I remember everyone, everyone when you got like when that that procession went to GameStop at Powell to pre-order, there were people that left behind like, "Why are you going? Why?" (laughs) Um, Never regretted that decision. (laughs) We get excited for video games here at IGN, even when they don't turn out that great. <laughs> I'll buy a Wii. Like I said, I'll buy a Wii U when it's priced the way what I think it, it's worth. Just See, like the PS3. Well, I didn't buy a PS3 until it was $300. A, that's a, well, a lot of people that listen to this podcast for a long time know that. I refuse to buy one oh. until, it, until it cost exactly what I thought it was worth. And with the Wii U, we're talking about about $150. I mean, like, right now it is cheaper to buy a Wii U, the basic Wii U, and EarthBound. It is cheaper to buy that than it is to find a copy of the actual Super Nintendo version of EarthBound. So if you're in the market I'm, for EarthBound, I'm, it's I'm worth playing it. EarthBound for the first time right now. And oh my god, it's so good! Fantastic. Welcome, so good. welcome to EarthBound. Yeah, welcome to EarthBound. <laughs> uh, number work, four, guys. The Last of Us was the best selling. Let's go home. <laughs> the Last of Us was the best selling game in the U.S. in June, but PlayStation Three was still outsold by Xbox 360 for the Dang. month. I predicted that PS3 would actually outsell Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. One of the only times it will ever happen. But I was wrong. Other PS3 games on the top 10 charts in the U.S. include Call of Duty Black Ops 2, NBA 2K13, which is also on PSP, which is yep. very weird. Injustice Gods Among Us, Deadpool, and Battlefield 3. Battlefield 3 being weird because it's fucking free right now on PlayStation Plus. It's also really old. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Last of Us is the only PS3 exclusive of the chart. Um, have we been playing? I doubt I it. I guarantee it. it. Oh, have you been we playing? have. We did, but oh. we got really caught up in that uh, Ready at Dawn one. Okay. I, did, I, did, uh, I guarantee that. It's 4 nothing. I, I think, right now. Yeah, you're nailing wow, it. Wow. You're, you're knocking out of the park. You're getting old. You're getting good. I'm getting old. Number five. This is very sad news. Here he comes. Here he comes, and I doubt it. <laughs> Sony silently revealed on Twitter that the servers for SOCOM Confrontation, SOCOM 4, and Massive Action Game will be shut Mag! down wow. on, Ju- on January 28th, 2014. So get your time in with those online-centric games now before it's too late. Especially Mag, which will be totally unplayable. I guarantee yep. it. What uh, happens when it like you're just there, and then it like does the sky go black? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was so like when like, that's when really they, sad to me. When they shut down the Halo Two servers, there were people who like stayed connected because it was like as long as you were still connected, you were connected like peer to peer. So you would so you stay were just connected. in the game forever. So people were like, "My system's been running for ninety nine days," oh and like God. all this terrible stuff. Um, the one good piece of news that came out of this was that Jim Riley posted that video you did with him. Yeah, the, the old that I had totally that old mag video is the best. No I matter love how that video many people, so whenever so, I can't believe that people when they see it get so angry. People were still <laughs> angry at us for that. If you haven't seen the video, I'll, I'll embed it here in the thing. But it's uh, me and Jim Riley just team killing our own team. Like we we were playing at my desk and I was on the headset and Jim was actually playing. And so we'd start the thing up and uh, Jim would immediately start knifing his own team in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be going, "There's someone here. There's a sleeper agent." <laughs> <laughs> and then I do like no one else has a mic because it's PlayStation, so I'm just People like got mad at that. Oh my! The comments were like, oh, "You guys are ruining the game." I'm like we did it for five minutes and filmed it. Everybody, calm down. It's never the same after the that. game ruined that game. That's not what you guys. <laughs> Mag wasn't a bad game, as far as I remember. It was just it was like Born. super ambitious and not what Zipper fans wanted. Sure. Um, the, in like it was massive action game. It's time to let it go. It was Titanfall. Part. It's time to let it go. I think we all when it, when it came out, got announced. We all we all knew this day would come that eventually servers would be turned off. Right. I was not very soon. I, don't I think. was very sad when calling all car servers went offline, but that's, that's what it's got to be. And so like I saw I, somebody hit me up on Twitter with a petition to get you know get get bots support in mag and all this other stuff and it's just like 
dude, the studio who made them, they don't exist anymore. Like, yeah. that, that code isn't yeah. just, like, easily accessible for somebody to jump out and do something. Yeah, the, some of those petitions blow my mind. Like, I mean, like, because, like, I guess, I don't know, we obviously we're privileged to be able to play a lot of games, and obviously we're more aware of the industry than some people are. But, sure. like, you see people making these petitions, and they're like, man, bring Persona 4 Golden to PS2. We deserve that version, too. And I'm like, wow, that will never, ever, ever, ever happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it has it's like 12,000 signatures. It's even the ones where we, we've been kind of, uh, we've been getting them for, you know, Dart and PlayStation All-Stars and stuff yeah. like that. Like all these characters is like, um, I know people want us to retweet those and like write about them. Like it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. It's just, it's not going to happen. Sony doesn't even have a relationship with them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like that game sold about a million copies. They're not supporting it anymore. It's over. I'm sorry. No one loved PlayStation All-Stars and evangelized that game more than I did before That's it came true. out. And you guys should have bought it. And then maybe we would have been getting this DLC. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Number six. Michael Angeli, the longtime television writer who worked on Battlestar Galactica, Caprica, and Monk, most importantly. Monk. Monk. One of my favorite shows. OCD. It was uh, the Clement show. Monk is so good. <laughs> Monk is so good. Well, it was. It was. Revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> fell off the rails. Re- revealed at San Diego Comic-Con that he's been working on a PlayStation-exclusive game with Sony Santa Monica for over two years. He also noted that it's not a God of War game. Thank God. It's Monk. He said, he said that the 150 <laughs> – this is the interesting part. The 150-person team that worked on God of War Ascension has all moved on to his project. Wow. What? Wow. I guarantee it. That's Battle Star. That's really exciting. That's really cool. And what if it was a Battle I bet Star you it is a sci-fi game, which would be awesome from a, a, a studio of that pedigree that doesn't have the angry dude in it uh, anymore. They don't have to worry about that guy anymore. We, all right, so you land on a your, – your, your character, S. Monk, lands on a planet and tears the eye out of a centaur. <laughs> I would just be like, I'm not playing video games anymore. <laughs> I really uh, just wanted to be Kratos in a space suit. That, that would be so there, That would be awesome. So, so that would is, be really cool. There, in Ascension, there is that weird teaser yes. with, the pl- with the planet right, Earth. Yep. And – you thought that maybe it had something to do with God of War. I bet you it actually has something to do with this game. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Or I forgot about that one. Good Monk call. lived Good on Earth. Monk did live on Earth in San Francisco. Actually, as far. No, number seven, Soul Calibur 2 HD has been announced and will come to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 this fall. Famously, each version of Soul Calibur 2 toted exclusive characters. Link on GameCube spawn on Xbox and Hayachi on PlayStation 2, but the teaser release for the game indicates that it's the PS2 version alone that will be released, likely due to copyright issues. I had the GameCube version personally. Me too. Yeah, me and too. Link is like ridiculously overpowered. It's Everyone like hilarious. had the, uh, the GameCube version. I yeah. think that was the only multi-platform game that sold best on GameCube that, that generation. I mean, it's the same thing now. If they released this on Wii U and said Link was in it, I would buy that game. Yeah, me I would too. pay sixty dollars for that. I game. love that game. That was really yeah. fun. Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic game. I remember it came out what summer '03, right? Uh, somewhere in there, yeah. I think so. It was the su- it was the summer of the blackout in yes. New York. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before my time. You don't remember the? Were you? Did you, you well, were I had I had just moved from. Te- yeah, I, oh. I was born in two thousand three. Uh, no, I had I had just moved from Texas to Connecticut. Oh, okay. So I yeah, was the, in New York. Yeah. The uh, do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. Where like where there was just no people power were for, walking like, a week walking across the bridge and everything. It was, really and there was like a drove of people. Yeah, my brother my brother made a shirt that was funny, like just to make fun of people. Like I survived because he was working in Brooklyn at the time and he walked across Brooklyn Bridge to go home and it was like I survived the blackout or whatever. Like, just because everyone was like all like feverish and like you know struggling and stuff like that's like all right relax it was in the summer right yeah it was really really hot it was i thought it was awesome though like when it happened like i was we, you know we had like my my friend <laughs> like, it's finally <laughs> happening soviets are invaded well i just thought it was because like we you know we, we had every, all my friends had pools and we were just hanging out and drinking and having fun and like, it was just kind of cool to like step away from like the technology for a while i was in new trip. york none of my friends had pools we were drinking but we didn't like we were sitting in apartments i was in were new york too thousand degrees on a long island 
Doesn't count. Oh. Altano was just in his, his, his wife beater and tank top and his boxers. Smacking the air conditioner. Fix the fucking blackout. Where's the bow? And I agree. Long Island, Long Island should be its own state. It shouldn't be part of New York. Number eight. I doubt it. I don't even know what that story was. Where, where, how did we get to that? Because <laughs> he said it doesn't count. But what was the story? What was the news story we started on there? What's coming? Oh. Soul Calibur 2 is coming to, to place like Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it on that one. We could have done without that one. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we did. Why won't the thing turn on? I've got to play Hey Hachi. I want to play the Yodas. Uh, thousand no, degrees in here. Number eight, Ace Combat, in, Ace Combat Infinity has been announced and will be coming exclusively to PlayStation 3. It will be available digitally on the PlayStation Network. I doubt it. I like how you went to it. You knew right away. Your, your mark was already in the I doubt it column. Uh, number nine, Capcom revealed that Strider HD is currently in development and will come to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation PlayStation 4, as well as Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC at an undetermined time. The game is under development by Double Helix and is not simply a remake or upgrade, but an all-new game. Uh, I think that's a I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah. It looks like kind of like Shadow Complex. Which, you like that game? Oh, I fucking love it. It's one, like, um, one of your favorite Xbox games. It's probably my favorite Xbox game. Aesthetically, it looks like, uh, whatchamacallit, Bionic Commando Rearmed or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Number 10. Hopefully not as stiff as Bionic Commander Rearmed. Yes. I didn't like that game. Me I'm just going to be honest with you. A lot of people like that game. I didn't like that game no, very much. Number 10. Namco has trademarked three new Tales titles in Japan. Tales of Catastora, Tales of Creolis, and Tales of Sestoria. I hope none of those get made. It's worth noting that the only one of these games that only one of these games is likely to be uh, made into a real game, or perhaps none of them. Namco in the past trademarked games such as Tales of Blessia and Tales of Flaueria. These sound like over-the-counter medicine. That were never <laughs> that were never turned into actual games. It's probably them just figuring out what's next. Come on, on Twitter, we talked about Tales of Hugs. Mm-hmm. We, Tales of Hugs game? HD? Yeah. <laughs> I have Tales of Zillia. I'll be reviewing it. No, that'll go up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tales of Zillia 2 comes out next year, along with Tales of Symphonia HD. It seems like Namco found a lot of promise with Tales of Graces and Nino Kuni that there are people Nino, that want you to get no, no. I think I think the way J- Nino Kuni especially sold like blew everyone away. Yeah. So and I think I, I if I were a betting man, we will get a sequel to Nino Kuni. Ooh. I guarantee you. On DS. Can it be called Nino Tuni? That's what that's why the favorite part too is like <laughs> and, and people are like <laughs> people are like Wrath of the White Witch is not an exclusive, it's on DS. I'm like, they are totally, totally different, different games. Different games yes. But okay. Number and eleven. Then three no Kuni would be the the trilogy. I would love that. Number eleven. The three DS <laughs> and Wii U and D game Mutant Muds is officially coming to PlayStation Three and PlayStation Vita. It's so good. Uh, it is so good. You guys need to play this game. If you've never played it before because you're anti Nintendo systems, you need to play Mutant Muds. It's fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. Give, it me, looks give me this. Not, I don't even. I don't know what it is. Give me um, the synopsis. It's. Uh, it started as a three DS platformer that um, you could. Ba- it basically used depth a lot, uh-huh. but. Um, it was one of the best-looking games in 3D. It's it's very 16-bit art style, music, and everything. It's uh, Jules Watson made it. It's very throwback to old-school um, Super Nintendo-era platforming games. You have 200 seconds or whatever to uh, beat a level, collect a bunch of stuff, oh, cool. kill the enemies, get to the end, and you get upgrades for your gun and stuff like that. You're a cool little guy with a jetpack and sunglasses. And you shoot things. But they put it on Wii U in HD, and it looks fantastic, so I assume it's going to look just as great on PS3 and Vita. Radical. Yeah, no no news on when it's coming. He kind of just said it off the cuff in an interview, actually. He never even really clarified anything. Number 12, the most important news. Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate HD yeah, has a release yeah, yeah, date. Yeah, yeah. We just got it. It was very exciting. I'm very excited about yeah, this. Yeah, it's a great game. Very excited there, about this. Well, we're like, getting... We're, everyone, I've been playing Dragon's Crown for a long time, but we're getting that today for everyone as well, so it's yes. going to be hard to figure out what you're going to want to play on the Vita. The special Vita port of the famous Pixel Junk game will be released on July 30th in the U.S. and July 31st in most other worldwide territories. It's going to be hard it's, to tear myself away from Chrono Volt to play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it That's really, what I guarantee it to. 
It is getting hard. I I'm trying to get. Are you still I, playing Animal Crossing? Are you still well, on and off? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm trying to play. I, I finished Hotline Miami. I really would love to get the platinum if I'm hardcore enough. We'll see. Um, Give me the elevator pitch on Pixel Junk Monsters because I love all the Pixel Junk games. This is the one that started it all. The love affair. This is the one that really made people love this studio, right? But it's tower defense. You're a little tiki man. You have a bunch of uh, little tiki babies. Okay. Yep. You got to walk over to trees and dance around them mm-hmm. <laughs> to build things. And then you dance around the things you've built to upgrade them. And you walk around collecting coins. So, you got to stop all the monsters. It's so good. Really good awesome. soundtrack. Really good art. I yeah. may, I imagine it'll be awesome as it's always been on On Vita, it's going to make a lot more sense, I think. But that's great. what I mean. Like, I, I, sorry, I want to get through Hotline Miami. I want to play through Limbo again. I want to play Cinemora on Vita because it looks really good. I want to play that Jack collection that came out. I want to play this. Oh, yeah, I got to get you Dragon's that. Crown. I got to get you that. There's I heard so bad much. things about the Jack collection from Jimmy Champagne. Yeah, I heard that it's got like, serious frame rate issues. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mitchell said the same thing because I got Shout a copy out. of it. Oh, shit, Champagne. this got frame rate issues. I, I said that I gave him my <laughs> copy of it because I was like, I'm not going to ever play this. And I have it on PS3. And he was like I was like what did you think and he's like I played for a while I was like the frame rate was dipping and stuff like that's unusual because I think the the port on PS3 was fine Uh, number 13 Worms this is the most important maybe news of all Worms (laughs) Revolution Extreme has been announced for PlayStation Vita and will be coming to the handheld this fall uh, the portable port brings with it 47 missions, 25 puzzles, and three modes. A lot of people really like Worms. Worms, I don't, are, worms are really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't play. I've never played it. So. You can play You've never played any either. Worms. I don't think so. It's wow. a good. It's a good multiplayer game. so yes. you won't like it. Single player is, is not. Worms was really fun. Like way back in the day, like sitting around with a bunch of dumb friends playing Worms. Like I don't really feel the need for like a crazy HD version of Worms or anything. Yeah. Score is 10 to 3. Very well played. Thank you. Very well played. Um, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on this worms. I bet. I, bet. <laughs> I love having worms. <laughs> but it's not out yet. So if I mm. wanted to walk into the old mom and grop shop, mm. find out what they got on those shelves, where could I go before I got in? The official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Who maintains that? Is that you? It's me. It's specifically me. He just says it and then Colin reads it. It's me, Mark Here's something that broke my heart, though. This broke my heart on Twitter the other day that somebody was talking to M-Dog, and they asked – you know, if it, why doesn't the uh, the jingle the Greg sings after the thing? Why isn't it on the thing? And he's like, I don't know that. And it, was, it broke my heart that they said that what the Greg sings because that used to be Clements. Clements. I still yeah, think yeah, Clements. Yeah. I'm still just doing a Clements mm-hmm. impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too bad he died too. It's yep. true. Just as the PlayStation hired told. a dead guy. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the prophecy. The, the die has been cast. We're all just waiting for the boating accident. <laughs> what if ja- What if it's Jack Trenton's boat? Oh, wow. But Jack's Jack okay. Trenton wow. invite, Jack Jack's Trenton, okay. Jack Trenton invites Clements on his boat. <laughs> the pizzas are Welcome coming to the together. PlayStation. Let's, go, let's go have a barbecue. <laughs> I don't know. My wife just got pregnant. <laughs> um, every one of these games are available digitally. Oops, yeah. Ooh. The Smurfs 2, the video game. How are yes. the trophies? That's, okay, so this, this was the first thing I thought of when I saw that this game was coming out. And I'm like, I don't want to do anymore. that anymore. anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I still am going to look. Hot Shots what, Golf. What they say? Oh, you haven't looked I yet. Looked okay, okay. Hot, I don't think anyone has the game yet. Okay. Hot Shots Golf World Invitational. I was just gonna say Smurfs Two has white Smurfs in it. That's a problem. Racist. Maybe I am racist. I think Smurfs should be blue. Keep it clean. Keep it blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hot Shots Golf World Invitational comes to PSN. That is, of course, the Vita launch game. Okay. Um, that's been ported probably because it didn't sell well. Uh, I didn't like it. I tried it. Yeah, it didn't impressed. have the, it didn't it, what I loved about Hotshot's game was taking my character, building up their loyalty, buying crazy outfits, having all the girls in sexy bikinis, having all the dudes in sexy bikinis. But you <laughs> couldn't do that in this one. This one, you know what I mean? This one yeah. you had like, oh, change the color of her skirt. Yeah. I was like, that's not the same. I mean, it, it felt it, you know, kind of like uh, almost like Mod Nation did it. It felt like kind of a limited version of yeah. entries in that franchise we'd played before. I wasn't I, I do this thing every few years where I'm like, 
Maybe this golf game will be fun. Nope. What about Mario Golf? You Mario, Mario Golf's Golf? the fucking yeah. best. Is it, I thought Mario I Golf. No, that. Mario Golf is coming to yeah, 3DS. Yeah, it's coming to 3DS. Yeah, the new, yes. yeah, yes. new one's not out yeah. yet. But I, I I'm sure I'll buy it. it and I'll play it for a couple hours and I'll be like, oh, it's golf. I will Dude. dust off the 3DS and play Mario Golf. I spent so much time you in Mario Golf on 64 and Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it's absurd. And and GameCube. GameCube. Yeah, it was yeah. Mushroom Tour, bro. That shit Toadstool was... 2 are you oh, fucking Toadstool. fake oh, ass clown. Oh my god. <laughs> Get the hell out. I'm, I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I like the game. I, I like the game. This is a Toadstool version. tour, bro. <laughs> Throw listen, you out listen, of the bus. Listen. <laughs> I yeah. put, when I was playing my game Square, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm one of you guys, right, bros? You get the fuck out. <laughs> I like the GameCube version better than the N64 version. I don't think that's a popular opinion, though. I agree with you, though. That was like what we did in college. We had, the GameCube was such a great college system. Really I just was. want you to know, I still have my GameCube memory card, which now doesn't work in the Wii U. But I have my my save from Mario Golf, which has the albatross that I got. Just the proudest moment of my entire life. Yeah, I don't even know. It's what a that wonder means. you don't have a girlfriend. So third, third or fourth date. Pop that one. Yeah, yeah. Table. What does that mean? What's the albatross? I don't know. The portable it's, um, to the restaurant on. So you know, there's like a birdie, and then there's an eagle. Yeah, and it's it, it was like whatever four under par or whatever. Uh, yeah. How's that even possible? It's a it's a hole in two on a par five, I think. Did you ever get the condor? <laughs> I mean, an ice climber idiot you got a little excited for it. Uh, <laughs> stealth inc a clone in the dark comes to both this is of course was called stealth bastard they had to rename it uh what? comes to vita and psn uh that game looks really cool we're having vince review it uh, I, li- I, I like i played it at e3 it was actually really cool those are the, the guys that did this game and helped port it i think are the guys that explode them on oh i know that. correctly uh xenoclash 2 comes to psn Zone of the Enders HD and Zone of the Enders, the second runner HD, come to PSN. And Do Ooh. Not Fall comes to PSN. Demos for Storm, which is a game I played years ago. I don't even know that game came out. Uh, and Xenoclash 2. No PS2 classics, no PS1 classics. Mm-hmm. I think Labyrinth mm-hmm. Legends is free for PlayStation Plus. What did you think of that game? I forget. I didn't review it. I played it a little bit. It's cool. It's like a roguelike. Okay. Okay. Do we have a pick of the week in there? I don't even... Uh, Stealth Bastard would probably be the pick of the week, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. Or Hot Shots, I mean... Oh, you guys don't like the port, though. I had the Japanese version on Vita, so I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I still played quite, I played it. I played it a lot. Trophies will pop every once in a while. I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. Good to see you, too, birds. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Remember, listeners, be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. Let's start with an email from Andrew Hi, Prima that will, in fact, be a spoiler. We'll, try, we'll dance around some of it for The Walking Dead, the game, season one. So if you don't want to do that, I would jump ahead a little bit. I don't think we, we you don't have to ruin too We're much about of it. 400 days because I haven't played 400 days. No, this doesn't really. I'll bring that in in the most passing sense. Great, but and we don't have to talk about the exact ending. I'm but you'll know right one character for sure who survives if you listen to this. Question. Oh yes, okay, I know this. Andrew says beyond. Beyond. What do you guys think about Clementine returning in the season two of The Walking Dead? Personally, I'm a little hesitant. I was satisfied with Clem's fate at the end of the first season and feel like continuing her journey will take away from her story with Lee. Thanks, Andrew. If you didn't miss this, yep. San Diego Comic-Con was last week. I got to host this panel at The Walking Dead. Kirkman was on it. A whole bunch of Telltale guys. Dave Fenoy was out there in the crowd. Uh, DaveFenoy.com. DaveFenoy.com. Go buy a coffee mug. And the question was asked, you know, pretty much of, finally, Kirkman's like, you guys are just not saying anything about season two. Because everybody kept asking us about season two, and they're like, it's coming soon. It'll, you know, it'll come to the Vita the same time as it comes to everything else, and it's going to be this fall, and yada, yada, yada. And finally, they, asked, they tried to pin him down on something, and they showed a teaser image that uh, was basically, they said, First off, they confirmed that Clementine will have some role in season two. They didn't mm-hmm. say playable, they didn't say non playable, they didn't say anything like that. Clementine's in season two, though. And then 
for my money, the image they showed at the very end looked like Clem sitting on a log in a rain slicker with a, a little kid next to her. Yeah. Like another kid next to her. You've seen this image? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think they said it was at E3, but I never made it to the booth to see. I never, they had private appointments at E3. I never got there to see it. Mm-hmm. It never got reported on. I didn't so. see it until Comic-Con okay. as well. So, so what do I feel, how do you feel about Clem being in this game? Personally, I think, I think I'm fine it's with good. it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I, um, it's one of those things that had you asked me – the second I finished season one, I would have been like, oh, my God, I want to know more. And then a few months went by, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of good with that story. You can leave it right there. There, So I see his point yeah. of sort of being like, you can put a, a pin on that, and that's it. It's over. But we spent all of season one, like, teaching her, training her, like, showing her how to hold a gun, like, right. bringing her through all this stuff to just, like, have her – watch her friend die and then that's her that's it for her yeah i don't like it i want i want more from her i want to see her grow up i want to see her evolve and take on the world on her own i do and i don't i'm really torn on it like i it's it's the same way i feel about any other game like like if you ask me about bioshock dlc about the last of us dlc about anything else like i would rather leave that experience alone Mm -hmm. than risk having something tarnish it in some way and i know people say like obviously you can always go back it's not like a bad sequel would ever hurt anything but for me like I, I love where Clementine's story ended and, and seeing those two people in the distance and interpreting it however the hell right, you want. Right. That, is, that is whatever you want it to be. And, like, I would just be – I'm a little nervous about how they can approach it. I'm not saying Clementine being in it will be a bad thing, but I would almost prefer, you know, Walking Dead, the whole reason the franchise is so huge and can go on forever and ever is because there are a trillion stories to tell, to tell in this universe. And so To tell To, to, to ah. telltale in this universe. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, would, I would almost rather see, see them not – one of the other reasons The Walking Dead is so popular, though, is because at any given moment they can murder one of their main characters. And you as a viewer have to be prepared for that. And I think that's the thrill of watching the show, reading the comic books, playing the games. It's like, wow, I really like this guy. Oh, shit, he's dead. Yeah, you don't know what's going to so happen. So they could bring back Clementine and they could kill her in five minutes. Like, that's a total possibility. Yeah. I don't think they will because – I don't see the point in doing something like that. Well, but. I mean, it's a toy with your emotions, right? Like, yeah. I, I put up an article where I did, like, five predictions on what, where they could go from this. Mm-hmm. And the one that I still think is, for me, the one that makes the most sense for what would happen is that ep- season two, episode one is going to start. We're going to be playing as a new character. And at some point in the, in the events of episode one, we get broken away from the group. We are wandering away from maybe a giant zombie massacre, and we look over and we see her on the, we our stories cross over there. We look over and we see this girl on a log. Yeah. And then see episode two is meeting her, and then it all comes into play of what what you did in season one, how you taught her sure. trust strangers, run from strangers, don't believe you know what I mean you know blah, blah blah say hi to people, have a gun, keep your hair short, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's where we see all that start playing out based on what with the Clem we built, and then she does stick with that's and either like you're I really saying like that. I dies like that. and you know we're torn apart or she breaks off on her own and you know yeah, maybe. Yeah, just start See, I, shot at. That idea I'm fine with. I it's it's for me like you haven't played 400 Days yet, but playing 400 Days and seeing how they approach new stories made me excited for them to keep telling yeah, new stories. Really yeah, like sure. I just I think they're really good at at setting. Like those are some of the best writers in this industry right now, and that's why it's such a competitive. Like they're hiring one of those new writers, and that is like the job right now. And I, I really like, like your idea a lot of like you kind of see her as this sort of like almost cardboard cutout that just comes in in the scene does one thing and then leaves mm. and if it's like maybe saves one of your characters with a gun because she learned something in season one that right, you did right. or didn't teach her I yeah. really really like that well I think I, so I guess that's kind of my answer uh, to Andrew's question is that like I'm I, lo- I like the idea of her returning. I wouldn't be thrilled if we played as her. You don't want to start her. It'll yes, be, yeah, 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 it yeah. will be really weird to be Clem. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. ugh, now we're, hold on. We're, if you're, you've made it this far into the spoiler territory, stick with us. I want to spoil a little bit of The Last of Us. So I'm going to do that right now. 
it, you know, like, it made sense when I jumped into play as Ellie, right? Like, the way that we were eased into that made sense to me. And I was like, okay, this right. is fine. This is cool. This is a nice change of pace. But, like, to all of a sudden, you know, this girl that I've known for, you know, 10 hours and not had anything to do with, even never, never even thought of playing as her, now yeah. to pick up and be her would be weird. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with, like, yeah, what you guys are describing, like, a cameo appearance wouldn't bother me at all. I think that's actually a really smart, cool way sure. to evolve the save system and everything else. But... Having her be the focus of the story, I think, would be really risky on their part. I, I will say that I don't want to see Zombie Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to see him out in the world. I don't want to look at, like, like he's in one crowd shot or something and someone finds him. Let that story in. And I don't know why I have that separation there, but I guess to me, like, his story is officially done. And yeah. there's no, like, oh, he's walking around with maybe half an arm and he's scaring kids and stuff like that. Let him go. I, I agree. Well, and that's my perspective on narrative in general. I like ambiguity. I like when things aren't afraid to – like, it is awesome to me. I won't, like, mention specific game names, I guess. But I, I love when a game ends with a super ambiguous ending. I think that is great. And I don't really want DLC or anything else to fill in those gaps. Like, it's the same reason I didn't really love the ending of Lost. I was like, stop answering questions. Stop it. Let <laughs> oh, me yeah, interpret yeah. this. Like, it's I, – I think it's better. It's the Inception thing. It's whatever you want to believe that top spinning is. Going back to what Brian said, personally, I would like it if if in my Walking Dead Season 1 thing, I didn't, I didn't shoot Lee. Yeah. If yeah, somewhere in in a background you just saw him. You know oh, I mean? he's they just did. like one. Yeah, and I, I don't want him to be like attacking my characters and yada yeah. yada. Oh, dang! There's something I won't ruin for walking for 400 days that I thought was cool. But yeah. I mean, 400 days did something somewhat similar with the character, some characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was okay. Fun. But they, I, I think their approach to it was really smart. The way they do sure. 400 days, sure. that type of crossover is totally fine. Yeah, that was a good little filler thing, and I think it was a great way to set up. Like people have asked me a lot on comments, you know, well, how is 400 days going to play into season two? And obviously, we're, it's all speculation at this point. For my money there, what happens is, and this isn't spoiling anything for mm-hmm. you, at sure. the end of 400 days, you have people who are like, are, we'll go with this. We'll go this direction or whatever. Yeah. But some, depending on choices, some of that group may say, we're going to stay here. We're not going to go right. with just like yeah. Just like season one. Exactly. So, so I imagine when we start season two, we are a brand – this is sticking with my Clementine idea too. We're a brand new character surrounded by those characters from 400 days yep. that we, we ran into their group and we're with them now. But then, yeah, our whole camp gets overrun and it's broken out of two of us and we take off. 100% season. agree. That is exactly what I talked to Mitch and Marty about. I think that's exactly how it will go. A lot of people think you're going to play as one of those people. I totally – I don't think so. Do not that's true though. See, I didn't like 400 Days at all. I thought it was, like, totally unnecessary. Like, I don't understand why it exists. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's just this, like, hodgepodge of stories. Like, I did, it didn't resonate with me at all. I played it, and I'm like, okay. Like, what is the point of me even playing this? Like, why did I just play this? I have yeah. Isn't very, it to make the bed to go sleep in? I mean, if that makes, that's a I bad a analogy. Strange, You're not going to sleep when you play season It should have just been the epilogue to, to, to like, or, yeah, the, no, the prologue to, to, uh, the second, the second season, season. like they that just released it that at the I same agree time. With, and I haven't even yeah. played it yet, but I have this weird hesitance to go to it because, to me, season one was packaged so perfectly. It ended. I was sitting there on the floor holding a controller, looking up, like yeah, yeah. choking. But why up. do you think that's not what this is? I think this is the prologue to season two, in, in every way. But you're describing if, if if what you guys are just saying that what you want it to be is you know like whatever these people end up like kind of with your group at the very beginning and then it just breaks off so like it's just no. totally meaningless it's just like maybe maybe they'll be with you the whole game i'm just saying you're i hope not so play i hope those so people. i like hope that that like those people are with us in the for the entire game like otherwise that thing existed for literally no reason well you know like, knowing the, no, the way the writers write the story is that i don't think it'll be like that it'll probably something happen during that will mean 
one door is open right. four episodes I don't know, that, that's, and also, I, I appreciate it's, the nuance, but that, that makes it more unnecessary. It's, it's a bigger picture thing, sure. right? It's the same reason I think Minerva's Den for Bioshock 2 is an incredible piece of DLC. It has nothing to do with Bioshock 2. It is a completely self-contained right. story elsewhere in Rapture. And that is the coolest approach to DLC, I think, it, that exists overall. Like, I want to see The Last of Us do that. I want to see Bioshock Infinite do that. And I think it's cool that The Walking Dead kind of did that. Like, there are more stories to tell than just the two characters you controlled. There I are agree, so like, many happened? cool stories that you could tell in... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, like in in The I Last of Us serious. or anything else, you could tell so many cool stories with two other characters, and mm-hmm. I think uh, that is for me like Joel and Ellie's story. I have gotten enough of what I want in in The Last of Us's core campaign. Give me someone else, and I, that's why I really respect The Walking Dead 400 Days. I, I will say this though that in terms of what happens with Clem and Walking Dead, like the second season, like I first of all think it's a complete given at the end of season one that she will be the main character in season two. And I, I would think you're. I, I my personal take is you're going to be very disappointed if you don't think you're gonna, like she will be the main character. I, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed either way. I'm just. Get, I think that's for, out of all the theories I proposed. I think the one I said yes. is the one I think they'll go with. I mean, now, the they other were thing, selling her hat at Comic Con, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a. This is merchandise now. This is an iconic character. Well, I mean, she's sure. going to be the main character in season two. The other thing to think about too is that we keep talking about you know, oh, well, this is you know going to you know we don't want to see them ruin what season one was or whatever. But like if we're talking about it very much as a game with a sequel, whereas I think they're coming at it very much as a, a season with another yeah. season. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is uh, this is you know it wouldn't like if it, if season one of the Walking Dead TV show ended, we wouldn't pick up season two and be like, well, I hope we don't see Rick in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, 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 right. That's exactly. I what really like the way true. season one ended. I don't need any more forever. My patience with the Walking Dead just generally starting to wear a little thin. As Greg knows, like the fact that they don't get into the lore is like really starting. You want to like the science? Like, stuff, yeah, yeah, like really yeah. starting to bother me now. And like I hope that they eventually get to that place or whatever. But but playing a game is different, and I, I like I like the individual stories there. It's just like in the in the grander scheme of watching the show, I'm like I really am starting not to give a shit about. But it's the same thing. Star it's Wars a... got into the lore, and we know how that. <laughs> it's the same thing Greg always says with like the new Batman movie. Like if there's a new Batman movie, don't give me the origin. It's the same thing. You've seen a billion zombie things. Fill in the blank. There have been a thousand zombie origin stories. It was one of those. Yeah, there like, was I don't a think it matters. Pipe at the, at the yeah. But where's the home? Where's they the were all having a party in the graveyard. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just—it was a I, monster. Mash. I still think that's the most important part. Why of, of the story? Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think no, it's about the I mean, because it gives you context. Like, is there hope? Like, is there any hope? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to ruin the, the show, but you find hope through you each like, other. You like you like the road, though, right? Yeah, I love they the don't. Road. They never tell you in the road what happened. No, they don't. And that's great. Yeah, yeah it is. Because it like I, I think it's I've, distracting I, when they when they. Focus I like on yeah. It. That is, I mean, for me, like we always talk about this with The Walking Dead when we when we have this conversation, right? That it's for me. I'd rather just jump into what's happening. Let's go. Like you said, we've seen it a million times, and also I think it's way more believable that way. Yep. I, if the zombie outbreak happened and everything went down and it was me and a bunch of people running around Georgia, I wouldn't expect all of a sudden to run to a scientist who just happened to work for the CDC, who yeah. just happened to be working on the cure, and this is yeah, how it they all started blah, blah, blah. to do that. That's, what I'm saying. that's why the show's bullshit and the comics and game are so much better. That's what they yeah. start. They started to do with us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they got I the think, fuck away from that because everybody's like, "Fuck you, that's stupid." Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the road. I think the road is is an awesome story and and. Cormac McCarthy is obviously a far better writer than any of the other people we're talking about. No offense. Better than Brian? So, so like, so, you know, like, he can tell... <laughs> Just uh, you out. So he can tell, like, that that very narrative-driven story about two people. It's very short. There's no chapters. Like, it's just, like, kind of sure. goes. And I appreciate that. And, but you have to... Uh, I, I didn't see the movie because I don't really want to. And mm-hmm. I think you saw it, though. Yeah. But, like, they... It. In the too. movie, like, to give people a little something because they knew that that wouldn't work... They do insinuate what happens, you know, in the movie, even though Cormac McCarthy never insinuated what it was. It, 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 I think he intended it to be like an environmental disaster and like global warming. 
And uh, so, like, it does it, that does suggest to me that there are people that feel that way, like that I do that. Like, I kind of need to know what happened to appreciate Why where do you, you care? are. Like, I yeah. mean, there was a mix up at the science lab, and somebody bit somebody, and there was a monkey, and it broke out of the the pen. Like, who gives a shit? Like, well, I, yeah. I, I, but I care more about like twenty eight days later and stuff like that. Did it make it any better for you? Where you saw the the lab rats running around, <laughs> like ah, and somebody well, gets bit. Well, like, because I, I, I like I like context in terms of like, is there like the big question I have with The Walking Dead? Like, is there a government? Like, is there a military? There's a governor. Yeah, there's a the governor, but like, but is there like a is the, the government still exists? Like, is there is there some sort of like super huge safe zone? Like, are like, you know, what is going on? Like, that's the kind of stuff that really interests me. Like, is but that, there but any not, order at all? I but think at see, that point, you you want it as the way you know TV is before, right? Where it's like you can jump around like Jericho, right? Where you yeah. jump around and see these things. I like it better that I mean, literally one day I'm going to pick up Walking Dead comic, and maybe they are going to run into a safe zone. Maybe yeah, they are going to run into the government. You want a beginning, middle, and end all in like a a two-hour thing, and it doesn't always work like that. Like, the, the Walking Dead is about characters running around in this horrible world and dealing with horrible people and horrible monsters. It's not about, hey, maybe there's this pocket of safety somewhere. It's like, that's not even on their peripheral. It's the day-to-day. Day. Yeah, it's the day-to-day. It's the day. shit happening to the moment-to-moment. Moment. Exactly. I mean, I, I like that. I like kind of being zoomed in in that way, and I think, honestly, at the point where you get into the bigger picture, you risk becoming derivative of all the other zombie fiction. Like, Did I you... think what makes what makes this brand special, what makes any story special is focusing on characters for me. And th- that's why I would, I would always rather have a very narrow character-focused thing than, like, a really broad thing trying to tackle right. a thousand stories. That's why I really, I really dislike that, the one version of I Am Legend, where it's just like, hey, it's over, you're in Happy Town yes. now, we built the wall, no monsters can come in. Totally agree. Come on in. That's yeah. it. Now your brain forever is like, Will Smith is safe, tuck your kids in, go to bed. Fuck that. Yeah, I hated the ending of that movie for that reason. Totally. Was... Like, oh, we're going to k- – there's. did he it. kill himself at the end? There's two endings to it. Theatrical cut. I don't think I – I saw it in the theater and I thought he killed himself. In, in the, in no. the, yeah, in the, in, the, in the theater version he kills himself. Yeah. yeah. He's, well, he sacrifices himself. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. But then even then, the, the kid and the girl go – like, we're going to Connecticut. We've heard there's a safe zone. They find it. It's like, how big is Connecticut? What are you yeah. talking yeah. about? And then they open up. They're like, come on in. We have ice cream. It's not – Whatever. Which makes even worse. Dumbest way to end it. Yeah, because then you they spoilers don't show for the, I Am Legend. They don't show the part where you get in there and everyone's fucking crazy and incestuous. Yeah. They're all rapists, and murderers, yeah. and like, and they're yeah. out of food and there's no clean water. Yeah, the the world is fucked. That's the story these people are trying to tell. Well, you. and that was Not my problem. That with, there's a safe, a happy I mean, bubble at the end of everything. I Am Legend made me mad for that exact reason because the movie begins and he's like hunting deer and shit, and you're like, wow, this is crazy. And then he goes home and he's a fucking generator and all this yeah, canned bacon. food. And you're like, no, you didn't even need to kill that deer. Exactly, you're a monster. <laughs> Lab writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can and says, Hey guys, today IGN posted a reader blog about PlayStation's most important franchises. In how the, you see this blog? Did you see this? Yeah. Guy ran down. He's just discussing where he thinks each has you know the pros and cons. What do you guys think the most important PlayStation franchise is? Thanks, Beyond Lab. It's a tough In terms one. of what? I don't know. He's leaving it up to Importance. you, Colin Moriarty. Like if- Gran Turismo. Uh, that's what I was yeah. going to say too, right? I mean, that's what's interesting. It's not, you know, it's not what we want it to be. I don't think. I, I, like, I think my like, I would love for the answer to be infamous, but it's not infamous. I mean, I think right now, Gran Turismo, God of War, like they're actual, really like high performing franchises. Gran Turismo sells systems, sells games, yeah. yeah. Lots like of those games. are the ones yeah, that see like, this fall how much Gran Turismo sells. Like, I, I promise you that. So. Yeah, I mean, like Gran Turismo, they need to be thinking about Vita and PS4, and obviously they are because they're a business and they make money. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, like those now are the do. brands 
those are the brands they have to think about, like Gran Turismo, God of War. Like, I think, obviously, Uncharted and Infamous and all these other things are awesome, but I don't think they're quite they're not, in that they, tier they're, yet. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. You'd love to sit here and say Uncharted. You'd love to, I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it'd be a better question to argue developers, right? Because, obviously, Naughty Dog has just knocked out of the park this year, or this generation. You'd love to say Uncharted, but, like, you know, there was an Uncharted Vita game, and it didn't really move Vitas. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, in their... Even it's the with, best-selling video game, though. I know, but I mean, it's not like imagine if they had launched with a Gran Turismo, and that would have been a different story. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do think that when you look at the current, like, current group of IP, it's got to be like in in that order: Gran Turismo, God of War, and Uncharted. I think are probably the biggest three. And then I think they want Infamous to be one of those, um, and that's why they're doing another one, and that's why Sucker Punch is being given a lot of money, and they have mocap and. Cole was in PlayStation All-Stars twice and stuff. Right. That's, all that's not a coincidence. Right. Um, I think they want Sucker Punch to be like much bigger than they are, and I think this is their attempt to do that. So I think they want Infamous to be more. Um, other than that, I, you know, I think The Last of Us is going to be a big franchise for them. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it's like a, PlayStation nerds like love a, a lot. You know, you can run off a bunch of shit. You know, Siphon yeah. Filter. Yeah, or, I mean, exactly. You, know, like, you, like, you it's can like, say Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank, but they're, they're just not. They're just yeah. not in that higher tier. And, yeah. and they're beloved properties. They're sure. IPs people love, but that, that doesn't make them – Business-wise, as important. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think I, they don't – It's we kind of talk about Microsoft. I mean, like, they, Microsoft only has three or four IP of any consequence. And the, and the same is really true of Sony. It's just the the IP for Microsoft is just much bigger. You know, but you can't – after you rattle off, like, Halo and Gears and Forza and Fable, Fable like, what else is there? Blinks? You know? It's like that's when you start – Blinks? Yeah. yeah. That's like when you're getting into, like, the – that's when you're getting into, like, the, the minutia um, of, like, Connect siphon sports. filter and, and so like that. Connect the moles. Or, yeah. like, sports champions. Like, that's, like, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. – equi- like, although Connect Sports does much better than sports <laughs> Colin. Yes. Our next question comes from Spencer. The subject line in the email was podcast 311. Colin, you better come original. Fuck the bullshit. It's time to throw down. Thanks, Spencer. Okay, I will. Well, <laughs> thank so you, you for the it. reference to the sound system and – Music. Are we going to do a 311 Memories podcast? I was just going to play Tour stories. Uh, did, did you see him Warped Tour? 2001? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> music, music, one of the songs, Fuck the Bullshits from Music. That album is 20 years old. Can't believe it. Makes me feel, oh. makes me feel very old. Yeah. They've been together since 1988. And you're going to play their songs all, all through podcast Oh, we're going to get sued left and right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mateo writes into beyond.ign.com and says, I think it's safe to say we all want a little big planet on PlayStation 4. But will it seem repetitive? PS4 has the touchpad, and we've seen touch controls in the Vita. I would love a PS4 version, but is it getting repetitive? Is it safe to say we all want a little big planet on I think PS4? Greg and I do. Um, I, safe to, I would say it's safe to assume that there will be definitely be a little big planet on PS4. I'm a little fatigued on that franchise. I, I am. I'm. I haven't missed it. I haven't thought when I'm looking at the PlayStation 4 lineup you that love that has to be. I do. Every time I play it, I love it, but it's not like something I long for or miss. I think we've yeah. gotten a yeah. lot of great little big planet games. It's not the Vita one. The Vita one gave me everything I wanted. Exactly. I, I talk about this with iPhones all the time, right? Like, I owned the original iPhone, and it, it only had – it didn't have 3G. So then the 3G iPhone came out. I was like, okay, that is a reason for me to upgrade. And then they added video recording, and I was like, okay, that is a reason for me to get 3GS. And then front-facing camera, so I got the 4. And then when it came to the 4S, I didn't upgrade because there wasn't that thing I felt like I needed. Yeah. Um, little big planet, like – they did it. Like, it, there's, like, this ridiculous multiplayer functionality. There's, like, this kind of, like, like yours relate to the App Store. It's, like, mm-hmm. you can play any number of genres of games. They have awesome DLC coming in. The Marvel stuff was really cool. Like, Little Big Planet on Vita is the Little Big Planet experience I want. I have it on the go. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit down and do it in front of my TV. Like, I love that franchise, but I don't know that I do need a PS4 one, and I don't know what it could do to improve upon what it, they've that's, done. That's the thing. Like, we're not game designers. It's, a, it's up to them, really, to come up with something that's, like, this major hook. 
yeah. to just be like, this is where we're taking the franchise right now. It's not just an expanded creator mode. It's not just more multiplayer functionality. It's not just, oh, now you're – the whole world's online. Like, yeah. it needs more it's than big, that. It needs to be – I mean, honestly, the one thing that would really get me interested would be – and I can't even imagine how they would do it, but make it on a 3D plane. Make, give us, like, a full 3D little big planet rather than just, like, side scrolling. Like a 3D platformer? Uh, like anything 3D. Like, like in other words, wow. rather than being side-scrolling, let idea. it be like an open-world little big planet. Okay, if they see, can... so that, that would get me back. Exactly. exactly. That's a great point. There, like, you go. there you go. If that... they can do something you that like, revolutionary. This is, this is an N64 collectathon that you can yes. build yourself. Exactly. And, yes. Like yes. if they can do that, that is a reason I'm like, okay, that is a really next-gen ambitious idea. That's awesome. But if it's just a bigger little big planet and like now your levels can be twice as wide or whatever, like that is not as exciting to me. Yeah. And that's not what they do, right? Like every yeah. the little big planets we've seen do iterate and change like you're saying mm-hmm. so yeah. that's the whole thing we're still thinking of it as the little big planet we know but if it yeah. was something totally different yeah sure. i mean there's really reliable rumors that sumo digital is working on little big planet 3 and like we don't know like what it is or where it is uh, my major concern would be that media molecule up wants nothing to do with little big planet anymore they're very clear about that you don't want the series to get too far away from the people that made it so like i'd i would be concerned about another studio especially not in the first party like just completely changing it you know then yeah. it's really not little big planet anymore but that's another good example of a series that i think sony wants to be bigger you know, Sackboy yeah, is very yeah. prominently displayed in a lot, like PlayStation All Stars and a lot of other things. I think that he sells well. He's, yeah, good, he, he's big he, with the kids. Even if he, he does well. Little Big, Little Big Planet Two, Little Big Planet especially the first one actually sold really well. Yeah, but look at something like Little Big Planet Karting. Like when they try and shoehorn him into a different genre or something that's different from the core experience, it just didn't perform at all. Yeah, they're gonna keep going with Sackboy. I, I I just don't know like what what they're gonna do with him. They, they want. He's a great character. They they. Yeah. I don't even really like Little Big Planet, but I I would recognize him instantly. That the, the importance of Sackboy. If you look at Nintendo, there's like there's worse problems to have than having a popular iconic character that you can shoehorn into a bunch of franchises, hand off to different developers to try new things with. I mean, it's I think if like a completely new developer is doing Little Big Planet three years from now or a spinoff or Little Big Sports or whatever the hell it is, Sports. as long as it's in the right hands and people are doing cool stuff with it, then it's Sony's toy to play with for decades that's you, great what i want is the nathan drake and sackboy buddy game that panda musk pitched in that beyond 300 video yes. yeah. that's yes. the game i want to play ladies and gentlemen that's podcast beyond episode 302 Woo. remember to be part of the show write us at beyond at ign.com then make sure you please come to ign.com read the articles check the videos check those wikis make a wiki make a wiki about brian altano or just sure. keep, there's probably already one just keep i think there's it. one about every character i've ever played on up at noon that's awesome. Which wow. probably needs updating. So. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those things people do once and then kind of move away from it for 170 From this angle, it looked like you were sticking that marker up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to stretch. Podcast Beyond goes up every Tuesday, hopefully at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Working on that for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's the idea. Get an IGN or iTunes or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. Greg is Game Over Greggy. Colin is No Taxation. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Andrew Goldfarb is Andrew Garfep. It's just Garfep, no Andrew. I didn't. I wrote it down, and I still didn't uh. do it right. <laughs> Garfep. G-A-R-F-E-P. Greg always regrets fucking elderly people, if you need to remember it. Uh, every song... Damn it, I fucking sucks. Every episode ends with a song in a segment we call Ryan's Rack Up Rap. You read it. You just do it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, guys. Every episode ends with a segment we like to call Ryan's Wrap-Up in honor of Ryan Clements. Uh, today, Barlow writes in, Hey, gang. Earlier this week, I sent Greg a video of my friend Emma performing her epilogue song for The Last of Us, and he seemed to like it. Well, today, she recorded and made it available for download via Bandcamp at emmahollows.bandcamp.com. Uh, I've attached the song, and if you could play at the end of Beyond, that would be rad. Much love, Barlow X. 
Good job. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for the help there. The mm-hmm. assist, as they call it. Uh, yeah, the song's awesome. Uh, I've listened to it a bunch of times. I don't hear anything in there that's spoilery. So it's just a beautiful song. Well, it's I guess, in the middle of the song. It's actually, I guess, <laughs> actually, you probably, yeah, if you haven't beat The Last of Us, you probably shouldn't sing. Because it's, it's an epilogue, so obviously, whatever. Don't the worry about it. The game is over it's not now. Like, <laughs> can't believe they died. Everyone's like, in The Last of Us. Remember that time we rode a wolf? Like, that's not in there, but it's not but, there's a general in there and how sensitive everybody is. So if you haven't... Spoiler songs is a really good idea. We should get on the ground floor with that. All right, we can I do really it tonight. Like that. In, uh, bed, in bed, scientifically accurate DuckTales. I think we get arrested for that if we do that. But you should all go to, <laughs> go to YouTube and Google scientifically accurate oh DuckTales. It's so gross. It's, it's not safe for work in any world. It's so good. I played it it's, on full blast at work yesterday. It's so good. I need to see this. Barlow You'll X, thank you so much for writing in. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, to have your song played on Ryan's wrap-up beyond at IGN.com. Attach the song... Right now, here it is, Emma's song, The Last of Us. It doesn't even oh, really have right. a title. It's Ellie's song, I guess? Epilogue song? Emma's Ellie song, Beyond. 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 Hi, Amanda. Six.
Keep talking, Brian. We're gonna be on. We're gonna be on. We're gonna be on all day, or for like an hour. What was that to the tune of? That was. I don't know. I was making it up as I went. Oh wow! He's a musician. He gets to do whatever he wants. He's great at this game. Robotobits podcast beyond. It's the greatest podcast about PlayStation that IGN does. It's also the only one.